Today's episode is sponsored by Bugs Be Gone. Have termites in your wine cellar? South American hybrid spiders in your barn? Call licensed exterminator Dilbert McClintock to rid your home of nasty bugs. Use promo code ROCK AND ROLL to get 20% off your first visit. And now, let's fire up those time circuits. Set it to 1990, because today, we're traveling back in time to revisit arachnophobia. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. What does the fox say? No, no, just, just, no, just, 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 just answer. And all your jeans will come true. Hey, what does the dog say? What does the dog say? Woof. What does the cat say? What a dog. What does the bird say? What does Michael Jackson say? So where's the punchline? That that's it. What does Michael Jackson say? <laughs> that was a lot. That, that was a joke. <laughs> that was not. That's like that's so like an elementary joke that you would get home and tell your parents, "Like you're the funniest thing ever," and your parents just give you the courtesy laugh. I remember when my when my my nep- my cousin Nick was like, "You want to hear a dooly joke?" He had a lisp. I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> okay, and he's like, "A pig in mud." And he just starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> and I'm like, so what was the joke? <laughs> oh, because earlier when you did the lisp, I didn't understand what the hell you said. He was saying, do you want to hear a dirty joke? Yeah, do you want to hear a dooly joke? A dooly? dooly? I don't know why it sounded like that. Dooly. He had a weird lisp. So, and then the, the joke was... A pig in mud. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's the that's joke? A, that's a legit thing, because I remember that as a kid. You go, like, you want to hear a dirty joke? You got a pig in the mud. Ah! And you're like, what? Do what you say, were you friends with the I same dumb kids? The pig gets dirty. It's a dirty joke. The pig gets dirty. But it, there's no that's joke. That's not a joke. That's the yes, thing I don't is. understand. <laughs> I don't understand that. It is a joke. You don't understand it. Only the youth understand it. Oh, yeah. Only and when you get older, understand. the other kids are going to say that, and you'll be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Santos. And as usual, as always, usually, no, always, but Do you today, know the meaning of always? You keep using that <laughs> You keep using that word. I'm not sure you know what it means. As always, Uh, because I don't know why I want to say usually, because he's always with me. But it's you that, well, anyways, the point is, as always, I normally have... I live here in this house, as always. (laughs) Freddy, Freddy Cooker, I was about to say. She's already kicked in. Man, two whole snips of Smirnoff. We could better call the police. Does okay? anybody we need know to call what's the going the police. on? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of... Uh, I already introed. But, as normal, 
For those of you who listen to the show, I normally have Freddie Morales join me on this episode, but today we have a special treat. We are having a guest. A special family edition. Yes, special family edition because as previous episodes, we've had Julia, my wife, join me for certain episodes. My wife. My wife. (laughs) We did Back to the Future 3. We did the Fright Night anniversary. uh, Super bad. No, not super bad. A bad Santa. Yes. And up. So she's yes. been, she's joined me for a few episodes throughout the season. And Night of the Lepus. Oh, Night of the Lepus, that's true. And for Wrong the host, special... Honey, you don't have to do the oh's on this episode. <laughs> and the special kids edition episode of Alien vs. Predator, we had my son Owen join me. But today, it's Halloween, so I figure October... No, that's October. like in three weeks. Yeah, seriously. So that's why the Halloween, for... Halloween, the perfect time for serial, for serial killers to arise. Nobody will know because you'll be in a mask. Nobody will know. What? Because otherwise you would know. Because you'd be like, hey, guy, it's the middle of February. Why are you wearing a mask? Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> the room is spinning. <laughs> My son Owen and my wife Julia have returned to the great podcast that is 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Freddie will return for the next episode. It's been crazy. He's been on tour, traveling, doing a bunch of shows, and me with my schedule. It's been really hard for us to get together, but I really wanted to get a Halloween-themed episode out there, and I thought, you know what, the perfect episode to do with my family because my family loves this movie and more so i don't know they're terrified of it but they love it so i thought you know what to start off the very first hollywood pictures film arachnophobia Arachnophobia! yes i i had to watch an episode of bob's burgers to calm down yes these these uh i got very scared since i have arachnophobia (laughs) yes Yes, this movie uh, was released in 19... Oh, I didn't even know that. 1990. It was released in 1990. It's It's considered a comedy horror movie. I don't really see anything funny about that. Really? You didn't like John Goodman? When he's like, I'm bad. So John Goodman? Has his own theme music. It does. He's the only character in the movie who has his own theme music. It's all homeward bound and like happy. Yeah. Like the cat's going to come out and then Michael J. Fox shows up and they all go on an adventure and they escape the yard. Sally Field and Dama Michi. They're all like. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's the Shadow. Shadow and Sassy's. Shadow? The... His name is Shadow? Yeah, Shadow. Shadow's the old dog. 
And it's played by Don Don Amici in the first film. He passed away by the time in the second film. I don't remember who's the second one. Sally Field, who's Forrest Gump's mother. I know who Sally Field is. Yeah, she plays Sassy. And then Michael J. is Ah. Chance. He's a pup. People forget because the dog doesn't shake. No. Oh! What? You're terrible. (laughs) That was fucked up. (laughs) I don't even know if I should leave that in there. No, you know what? I mean, we're not, but there's that scene in Curb where he gives... With sodas? He gives, yeah, a soda, like, and when he sorry, opens it, Parkinson's. and he's like, Parkinson's? Wear it, you know. Oh, thanks. Oh, Jesus Christ! What the hell? What? Did you shake that up on purpose? Parkinson's. I think the shirt's ruined. What a surprise, man. He has Parkinson's. So he's got Parkinson's. Of course, it's Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. he's shaking. He wouldn't ever do anything like that on purpose. Michael J. Fox, never in a million years. But he shakes, right? He has your soda that's shaking. You can't stop fucking shaking. So you're saying you don't believe me? I'm just not buying it. See that fucking milk you got in your hand right now? You hand that man a carton of fucking milk, guess what? It's gonna be a fucking milkshake. That was not Parkinson's. Hey, thank God he didn't hand you his dick, you know what I mean? He could have been shaking and shook that dick up, hand you the dick, and the dick shot sperm in your face. Yeah, but what, what, why would he hand me a dick? I'm going to some examples. What kind of example is that? I'm just comparing it to other things you can shake up. Right? With Parkinson's, right? You just live in a, a total dick world. I'm just, this is a good example. Right? <laughs> and he thinks he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he goes, when he's like making all the stomping, he's like, if you don't do something, <laughs> Michael J. Fox can be Michael fucked up. <laughs> Leon! You up? Yeah, I'm up! This dude's out of fucking control right now. What is going on with him? All this fucking clumping around all fucking night? You can't fucking sleep like this, man! I know! God! You gotta handle this dude, man. You gotta go up there and handle this fucking guy, man. You know what I'm saying? This shit don't go down in a black neighborhood. You know what I mean? Alright, I'm gonna go up there. Unless you want to. If I go up there, I will kill this motherfucker. Michael J. Fox about to be Michael J. fucked up in a minute. But you go up there, you and him, that's a, that's a fair fight and shit. You know what I'm saying? How's that a fair fight? Shaking motherfuckers like that, you know, little kids and shit, old people, motherfuckers who can't defend themselves, and you, that's perfect. You two face off, that shit is even Steven, okay? That's not even Steven. That's not even fucking Steven, Larry. You, you don't think I can get the better of him in a fight? That shaking shit might come in handy. I don't fucking know. Right? You don't know this motherfucking skills. All right. Right? All right, you watch me. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so this movie was released in 1990. It was directed by Frank Marshall. Um, and it stars. Yeah, actually, he 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 has a wide selection of stuff because he was also a producer, so filmography. Big Broadway play. He did a live Congo. Oh, Congo, Ugly Gorilla, Go Away. Congo, yeah. Eight Below and the Bee Gees. How can you mend a broken heart? So he directed all these films, but as a producer, look at that. He goes down to like all the Warriors, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Poultry Guys, Color Purple, The Money Pit. Like this guy, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, big time direct. I mean, a producer. So this was the first film that he directed. It stars Jeff Daniels as I don't remember his character name. I don't. Rex. Rick Ross. Ross. Rick Ross, isn't that no. the producer? Yeah, no, his name was Ross. They called him Ross. Yes. <clears throat> yes, Ross Jennings. Uh, his wife, played by Haley Jane Kozak, is Molly, Molly Jennings. Jennings. They're kids. And then you also have Julian Sands. He plays Dr. James Othern. He's the 
the guy who goes out there. He's the war. He's Warlock in the movie Warlock. I kept telling you about Dilbert McCormick is played by John Mr. Goodman. John Goodman. Perfect good casting. Man. Perfect. He's perfect casting. I like. Yeah, good man. He is a good man. And then Stuart Park uh, Pankin. He plays Sheriff Parsons, the a-hole jerk cop. Who right away doesn't like this. It's like literally... Doesn't like these big time city slickers moving into their small town telling people what's what. Like the moment you meet him, he's already giving a ticket and he's a jerk. So you went to Yale, huh? That's just a school or something like that. Yeah, he's like, well, it's still a school. Yeah. And gives him the ticket and then the lady. So so, so this film, let's start off. Uh, okay. One thing about this movie, like I said, it is a horror a horror comedy. and But it... it they wanted to do something in the the, the vein of like um, the birds, Alfred Hitchcock's the birds, yeah, like a creature feature, like you know. So they wanted to have something like that. Now for this movie, uh, before we get in, uh, Owen, when do you remember the first time you saw this movie? No, I do remember one particular scene though. Okay, I hope you do because we just watched it. No, I mean, before we watched it, there's one particular scene that I couldn't find in my head. I couldn't, it was bothering me so much, I couldn't figure in out. In your head movies. What do you mean, Owen? I couldn't, it was bugging me so much. I couldn't find where did I see this particular scene. It was actually when I was a lot younger where I saw arachnophobia. I only remembered one particular scene. The scene where the spider is in the shower. And ah, yes, that is that is an, an iconic scene. Yeah, I that is the one scene that I remembered before seeing this movie. I think that Hollywood has many shower iconic scenes. Arachnophobia has that scene. Nightmare on Elm Street has a scene. Psycho has a shower scene. There are many iconic shower scenes. In in a Final Destination, there's the guy in the shower. Like bad oh, things yeah. happen in the shower. Stop taking showers. Yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. Stay, just be stinky. That's it. Don't, don't shower. But I already or jump in a Owen's hole. already a step ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I already smell bad. I need a shower. I'm going to shower tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to okay. shower tomorrow. That's I great. But it, but it is true. Like that, that scene with the... Because no lie, it's like... We'll, we'll obviously get into the plot, but let's just talk about scenes. After you know, after this you're, movie, you're most vulnerable in the shower. Hell yes, because you're yes. closing you're your eyes. Oh, and you're naked. Yeah, well, yeah, you're naked. Because you yeah. close your eyes in your bedroom too. You have the <laughs> well. You when are, you go to sleep, you close you're, your eyes. You're the most vulnerable in the shower because you have the most skin exposed. Yeah, you're more, naked. Yeah, you're naked. Yeah, That's what happens when you're naked. The more skin you have exposed, the more easier. They could bite through without having to bite through clothes and then having to deal with getting... And why is it that you're most exposed in the shower? Because who showers with their clothes on? Exactly. Nobody. Exactly. It's except, because you're naked, right? Uh, Unless you shower except, with your cousins. You guys keep your underwear on. Yeah. Because otherwise uh, it's weird. Except for that one guy... Uh, except for that one guy from the movie Good Burger. He showers with his uniform on. Oh, yeah. Well, he never takes it off. Because he he's a dude, off. she's a dude. Because we're all dudes, yeah. Welcome to Good Burger Home with a Good See, Burger. See, but that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, no lie, this movie for after seeing it in '90, like it always used to freak me out because it's like, what if like she the spider 
the the freaking web is where the, uh-huh. the, shower, the shower head, head is. is. So when she's trying to adjust it, uh-uh. she's like eyes closed, the soap, uh-huh. and then she gets nope. a spider web in her hand. Like it's scary because if there is a spider there, like you you know you're closing your eyes. I cannot step inside of the tub without examining the perimeters mm-hmm. and checking for webs or anything. To this day, I can't. I have to see. I, 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 okay, we'll talk about our fears right now, so I'll go first. Hey everyone, we're taking a little break here from our normally scheduled program, as they say, because we have ourselves a new sponsor. Woo! Yeah, oh my <laughs> god, I like That's it. right. Yeah. This is, and this is a real sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. This ain't my, like, uh, fake sponsors in the beginning of the episode. No, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a sponsor, and this sponsor is Estanza Coffee. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Estanza Coffee, Café Maravilloso de Latin America. Mm-hmm. That's right. I just had my sur- my first sip right now of the oh. day. Oh, watch out. Right now he's uh, taking the coffee. And you're coffee. a coffee fan, right? Yeah, being in radio and the music business and all that, that's all we drink is coffee. It's the uh, champion of uh, the, the breakfast of champions is coffee. The breakfast of champions. <laughs> See, I, me, uh, like, I'll be honest, I don't drink coffee. I, I've never been a fan of coffee. But they sent us these. I'm like, you know what? It's like I was going to have, you know, my wife, my mother-in-law try it because they love coffee. But then my wife's like, you know what? We should do a taste test. And I'm like, yeah, you know, what? I'm going to try it. So I ended up trying it compared to also like a name brand coffee. So they sent me three flavors. They sent me the Mexico brand, the Buena Onda, and then the Costa Rica brand. They sent me all three of those. And I tried them all black and then I tried them with creamer. And honestly, the one that I, I was shocked because the one that I really liked was the coffee. I liked all three of them. Well, I mean, the, the, the name brand one that we tried that was like, you know, we had just as a fourth was garbage. But the, the Costa Rica one, that was my favorite one. And it's, it's, it's really good. Like, and this is coming from someone who doesn't drink coffee. That's honestly. pretty good. That's good. <laughs> By the way, that Costa Rica one is just Comunidad Santa Cruz. Uh, that's the one that uh, I haven't yeah. tried yet. I haven't tried that one yet because I am trying out the Mexico one, the Citala Chiapas region. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a light coffee. It's not a heavy, heavy, dark coffee. I like, I don't drink my coffee dark. I mean, sometimes if I have no creamer or half and half or almond, you know, uh, milk. Yeah. I, I normally drink it like that, but um this is I really enjoyed it. The Mexico one I'm enjoying right now. Yeah, the 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 Costa Rica one. That's the one that that one's my favorite from from all three of them. They were all good, but the Costa Rica blend and it's a the the a medium roast. I'm not sure what that represents, but you coffee drinkers that are listening, yes, well, you know what that means. Yeah, that means <laughs> that means it's medium. It's nice and light. And the Mexico one, it's 100% Adrabica beans, and uh, they're all roasted in Los Angeles. So that's a yeah. good thing. It's coffee from right here in our beautiful city of Los Angeles that needs a lot of uh, support for. And that, new, that's the thing. A new it's, biz. It's it's very much like a, you know like a, a small business within the community. And that that's what's awesome because with every purchase that that you you buy for every bag, they will be donating one dollar for every bag to causes within the community whether it's a charity fundraiser uh, a gofundme anything that's for a good cause they just want to give back to the communities that we grew up grew up in and live in and if you happen to buy a bag ladies and gentlemen make sure when you go and check out 
It says promo code enter 88MPH. It's the number. Don't write it out. Don't spell it out. It's just 88MPH. And you'll get yourself 10% off your order. That's right. And you can get your... Ahora para los del Spanish, los del español, si quieren un porcentaje, este, uno más usen 88 miles per hour, no, no más el, el, la, la palabra, no más, 88 MPH, <laughs> yeah. y le dan 10, 10% de descuento aquí en Estanza Coffee, eso es un deal. Estanza.com, that's right, that's E-A-S-T-A-Z-A dot com we'll be posting this also on our facebook and instagram but make sure you go help keep the lights on on our show because with every purchase use the promo code it helps uh, it helps the podcast but also like i said it gives back to the local communities within the area of, of southern california because one dollar is donated to something special like i said fundraiser charity but it's awesome so please try try this out it helps us out but support local small businesses if you're a fan of coffee, trust me, this is coming from someone who doesn't drink coffee. Mira, and, mira, ahora sí, Mr. Coffee, Mr. Look coffee, at that. Mira, I, had, mira. I had four cups today and muy tomorrow. Chingón, I'm going to drink more. <laughs> If I had some pan dulce with this cafecito, it would be perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now back to the show. I hate spiders. Like, I'm afraid of... I don't like the words. Please don't say that. Okay, so the spooded ones... Arachnoids. I like arachnoids. I was like, why could oh I'm like trying to create a word. I'm like, well, actually they called them arachnoids. Well actually in the movie they uh, called them arachnoids. Like, I like that the word. scientist guys. The no, it wasn't the scientist, it was good man. Yeah, good man. Arachnoids. Good man called them arachnoids. Oh, yeah, he called them arachnoids. They're your basic he added arachnoids. A letter. Arachnoids. Yeah, your basic arachnoids. Um that's not a word. Okay. Uh, but over there, at, at, um, when growing up at my parents' house, the the first bathroom um, always would get spiders, arachnoids, please. arachnoids in the corners of, and so in the morning when I had to get ready for school, there's a spider. Not I like even arachnoids. Though, okay, arachnoids. Even though it's not gonna jump at me, it's a it's a daddy long legs. Just like know. I'm still like. I can't, I can't shower there. You can't like, shower in peace. You gotta leave your, your because, eyes open with the soap and everything. So I, there I am. I'm like trying to like kill it. I'm like, where the hell's the broom? And my mom's already yelling like, come on. Yeah, I'm at the there. We gotta go get ready. And I'm like, oh, but the spider. And I don't want to go to school without showering. Like, so I know I have that fear. Like, where does your fear land with arachnoids, love? I developed my arachnoid phobia, um, Around the between the ages of nine and ten, um, I know during times of stress my fear gets worse. Um, I do, I it, it really like there's so many variables when it comes to my interactions. Yeah. With said arachnoids, um, like it depends on how it is presented in that moment. Like, did it did it, like it come out of nowhere and suddenly it's on me? Did I see it from a distance? Did it move slowly? Was it dead? Like, there's so many variables. But um, anytime, like, it completely catches me by surprise, I will completely, like, start, like, I will get in a panic. I will hyperventilate. Like, I, I've pushed a pregnant woman out of the way to, because I saw an arachnoid. Like, that's how, like... Wait, what? Like, that's how bad my fear is that, like, I will, like, abandon everyone. Like, you're one of those where, like, if you know... It, I, make, I, I get in complete fight or flight mode. Yeah, like let's just say you're you're 
you're you're in another room someplace or whatever where you're gonna go to sleep you and you know there's a spider in there and it gets away. Arachnoid, please. An arachnoid, like, you won't be able to sleep I in that room. Because you're like, that thing is around and it's going to crawl on me when I'm asleep mm-hmm. and it's going to... That wasn't necessary for you to paint those visuals before bed, <laughs> but thank you. That's why I was saying some other place where you would go to because I didn't want to say that. That doesn't help. What about you, Owen? Where's your fear spiders coming? Oh, arachnoids. Sorry, I'm my, so used to saying... My fear of arachnoids comes in when... Well, when I see them from a distance, I I I know to not be scared because if they do move towards me, I have time to well move in the well, opposite direction. I would direction. hope so if it's far away. <laughs> and and sometimes even when I know it's and sometimes even when I know it's there, but I can't exactly see it, I avoid it. So when you imagine it. No. But you said when I know it's there, but I can't see it. Like, what do you mean? Like, how do you know it's there if you can't see it? Because I know it hides there, but I can't see it because it hides there often. Oh, okay. So, so like, you've seen one there before, but you know it continues to reside there. Like, the yes. web exists. Like, like, like over here. Like, oh, we yeah, know like that there outside. exists there. There's, like, that like, one spider that... Arachnoid. Place. Only comes out at night. Arachnoid. Yes. So and during the day, the you day don't is see much it, too bright. but you know it's there somewhere. And it only comes out you, at night. Yeah, it only anything, comes out at night. And if anything touches that does. web, it's coming out. If anything touches that web, it's it's going to come out to wrap it so it can't have any chance of escaping. That's what spiders do. So let's talk about the plot of the film. Let's, okay. let's begin. Yeah. So the film starts <laughs> off, they go, it's a, a photographer has been hired for a gig to go to Venezuela. Mr. Manley. Yeah, Mr. Manley. And from Canaima. From Can- yeah, Canaima. So he travels out to Venezuela. He's gonna, you know, he's there with the archaeologists or whatever. And then they are. he discover he runs into a giant, massive. Well, here's spider the thing. Web. They're being led by natives. Their tour guides well, are natives. Yeah. Natives that aren't speaking indigenous languages. They're speaking Spanish. Yes, and only one guy because can they're in Venezuela, and I guess that's what they speak in Venezuela. I don't yeah. know. I've never been there. And. They're leading them through, and the native at one point, he's like, I don't go, like, I, like, you guys keep going, I don't go past this point. And that reminded me of Jurassic Park, where they're also being led by people speaking Spanish, in like a boat or something, and he's like, yeah. oh, like, this is, this is as far as we'll go, you have to like, you know, go the rest of the way yourself, like, we won't stay here, like, you can't pay us to stay here. And it's like, why don't people listen to us Spanish speakers when we say we won't go? <laughs> we know better. They know better. They're from that. Better. Yeah, I mean, in, it's like in, if someone who lives there won't go there. Like if I went to somebody else's house and I'm like, oh, I need a. Gra-, it's like, uh, should give me a tour of the place. They're like, sure. We don't go past this corridor, but go ahead. I'm like, why don't you go past this corridor? It's like we don't. Like you live here. There's a reason why you don't. I'm not gonna do it if you don't do it. If you live there, it's like I don't know why people go past where they're supposed to. Yeah. It's like if the natives don't do it, you don't do it. Exactly. And they're from there. You are a visitor there. They know better. Like yes, what the hell? And if you are a visitor and going to a place that you have never been, you don't That's exactly, why you're a visitor. Oh my god. You don't exactly know what is happening, your area, surroundings, unless you stay there and become and- a native. So, you can never become an, a native, honey. Native means that you've always been there. 
Well, you can give it. Well, you become a local. Yeah, you can become a Maybe, local. Maybe I don't know. And live there, but <laughs> but eventually you you'll adapt to your new habitat and well learn what why you don't go to some places. You don't do some things. This is how you do other things. Okay, <laughs> that's not important to the movie. Maybe take a, a community center class, get to know your neighbors, run for Congress. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Plant a community garden, do some of community outreach. <laughs> I think I should do that. That's too much, honey. <laughs> You're gonna give him a heart attack. Get some breath. Get some breath before you die. So listen to the natives, y'all. Yes. Yes. Listen to your natives. Uh, We should just go down your notes. It'll probably be easier. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I go down this route with Owen and uh, you and wait, okay. So so you go down your notes. I'll remember the plot because you you follow the plot with your notes. Okay. Manly's taking pictures. He gets caught on this huge web, which is a huge no-no. Real quick though, Owen. (laughs) Why did he call you the Manly? He's not even that Manly. Remember? The guy's name was Manly. Yeah. And I said that he wasn't that manly. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. Uh, okay, go on, love good. Okay, so Tell Manly you. puts his hat down for a second, and when he goes to pick it up, there's like these huge grubs on it like they kind of look like hissing cockroaches yeah but i'm like how grubs aren't inherently fast like how did they just all of a sudden appear on his hat that's one of those movie tropes yeah there was a praying mantis and like a bunch of like i don't recall seeing a praying mantis no yeah there was a green praying mantis yeah okay i said i didn't say there wasn't one i said i don't recall (laughs) seeing a praying mantis i didn't say no there wasn't but i'm saying that's not the truth So yes, but yeah, like right away they're all on there. Like and even and and then like you. It's s- like Manly's a bug magnet. They didn't even need to fumigate. They just need to get Manly and rub him on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that's really that because based on that they get all the bugs or they do like a smoke thing. Kind yes, of when like you throw like dynamite it's like in a the type water. Of, like fumigation. They got, they got some. Toxic smoke and just sprayed it on a tree. And then out yeah, of nowhere, so all these things start because they're trying to get butterflies. Yeah, they're not get, specifically butterflies. They're that, like he's trying he, to get interesting the, bugs. The archaeologist is illustrating that this is a place that hasn't that has been untouched for you know millions of years. Places that other people have not been to. So yeah, yeah. there's and this potential to discover new species. Yes. yes, and this guy works with you know bugs in general. So they're just going to see what they could find. You know, the yeah, scientists. That's true. Yeah, and then uh, they end up finding a little more than they bargained for in the form of a giant... Noid. Yes, there you go. Tyrannoid. Tyrannoid. Yeah, because not just one... Because at first they hear like a loud bah. They're yeah. like, what the and hell then, is that? They put like these funnel things ones. all around the perimeter of the tree when they're fumigating. They have these giant metal funnel things with like a, a saucer on it. So 
as the grubs and butterflies and everything starts falling, you hear like a thud, like, Boom. you know, but that wasn't metallic because that was flush on flush. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was like a loud thud. And, and then another looked... one. And then another one. So they're like, oh, they're dead. I and then Manly tried to take a picture. And it jumps on his camera. And that was the first time that That's the first jump scare. Screamed. Yes. That's a jump and, scare. Because uh, this movie has a lot of jump scares. Yes. yes. And me and mom were the first ones and only ones to scream. We scared our little baby brother and created an echo inside of a non-echo <laughs> place. Yes. Yes. Um, so, Manly is sick, you know, feeling sick, probably because he's traveling to, yeah. you know, South America. Because he already showed up kind of sick? Yeah, he said he had a fever, um, probably yeah. something he ate, should not have drank in the water. And so he's feeling sick, and as soon as they come back from their little expedition, he's, you know, uh, the archaeologist guy, um, I don't remember his name, um, tells him, like, oh, why don't you go take a rest? Dr. It- James Authorton. What? Authorton. What? Oh, man. Atherton? That's what I said. What did you say? I don't know. Atherton? <laughs> Where did the L come from? I don't know. There's no L. No. So the the, the scientist doctor tells him to go, you know, take a break. Chill out. And while he's doing so, the huge Noid climbs on him. But I'm like, that thing looks like the size of like a guinea pig. How do you not feel something like that on your body? Yeah. I could feel an ant. I can feel a flea on my body. They, How would you not feel that ginormous what, yeah. noid crawling it's on a, you? Well, actually, if he was feeling quite sick, sometimes, uh, possibly, sicknesses could dull down your senses or give you a slower reaction times. Huh? That, is, that, that is very astute of you, Owen. Yes, that is true. That could be an explanation as to why he did not react. I like that, actually. Immediately. That that is true. And this spider, they what they used... Sat down beside her? Yeah, what they used was uh, the bird-eating spider from South mm. Africa, um, uh, America. And they added an extra prosthetic to it to make it even larger. And they, they added... Um, but whenever they needed shots that was animatronic, the animatronic version of that... The person who this created movie that was all practical effects <laughs> and actual arachnids. Yeah, the practical effect. The person who built that animatronic spider that they that they used couldn't use was puppets made to save his life. by uh, Jamie Hewitt. The don't know who that is. You know, you do know because we we've watched a few of those episodes where they're trying to figure out if this is true or not. Nope, we said it's false. Oh wait, no, what MythBusters? Yeah. Mythbusters did mm-hmm. the arachnoid? The Jamie Hewitt. Shut your mouth, the yeah, ginger. Yeah, the, the, the cosplayer, right? Is yes, that... the ginger one. Yeah. Because there's ginger and then there's mustache. Yeah, there's, no, it wasn't mustache. It was The ginger. other guy, yeah, cosplayer. Wait, no. No, because ginger's name's Adam. Oh. So Jamie is mustache. Yeah, he is mustache. Beret guy, right? Yes, beret yeah. with the mustache. Santos, I mm. I think you got the you got the name wrong. It's the Goliath bird eating tarantula, the largest. There you go. Arachnoid on the. Planet. They call it big. They call it Big Bob. That's what they called it. The only one who was never had any issues with any of the spiders and was never afraid was John Goodman. Yeah, he's the only one who didn't have to have one touch him. That is true. I'd be fine, too, if I don't have any of them touch me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> this guy's all in, like, rubber gloves and shit. And... That's like saying, like, oh, in the movie Jaws, the only actor who had no problem working with the shark was the wife. Or the yeah, mayor. Yeah, she's the only one that didn't go in the water. Or the mayor, yeah. <laughs> they didn't like, go okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. 
course well, they're sure. gonna be fine playing the movie <laughs> if they true. don't get anything on them or or have exactly. to deal with any yeah. of the scary stuff or or riskiness or just or just side character or a background character. Yes. Because they ain't gonna <laughs> complain. So. Okay, so Manly gets bit, goes into cardiac arrest, and um, they come, they find him, they just think, you know, like, he just, I don't know, had a heart attack and died. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, he, they was, don't investigate he was sick, it. Mr. Yeah. Man, he was he's sick. not feel good. I don't know. Why? <laughs> was he French all of a sudden in Venezuela? <laughs> no, the guy with the curly hair, he wouldn't kind of like him. Yeah, he kept giving him, like, stink eye. Yeah, because he goes and checks on him. Mm-hmm. He goes, Mr. Man, no, I don't know what he sounded like. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Man does, does not feel good. There you go. That sounds much like more better. Than, like, you guys are both really so bad So at that at point, they, they decide to ship Mr. Manley yes, back. Yes, they're going to ship him back home. What are they going to do with him in Venezuela? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's trash to us now. Because he even says, like, make sure you keep the cam- the pictures. The yeah, phone. like, we got what he, we needed him for. <laughs> now we don't have to pay him. <laughs> yeah, think of it, they're saving money. Cause yeah. they're like, it's much cheaper to fly him as a cargo freight than get him a seating coach. <laughs> Okay, I lost. I lost. It's, oh, it's okay, honey. It's well, okay. as they hammer up the casket, the Mister yes, Big, Big um, Bob there's a gets con- in there. We'll yes. call it Big Bob, even I so. Call it's him not Billy. so. I'm gonna call him Noid. So <laughs> Noid it goes through a hole. That's how he gets it. How, that's how he gets transferred back to America to Croima, this tiny little town of Croima, and then that's where we finally meet Jack Daniels. Yes, because they they left Dr. San West. Francisco. The wife was a stockbroker who completely just she got fired. Because no. she got severance pay. Oh, okay. She got let go. Oh. In know. the movie, she said, with my severance pay and you're whatever, whatever. Oh, I thought she quit and she got... You don't get you don't get I severance don't pay Who if you knows? quit. Fuck, I've never had a job where they give me severance pay. Fuck. Well, the point is, is that he left to be a doctor. When he shows up... They went to the country. They're, they're downsizing. They're trying to yeah. si- simplify their lives. Plus, she just lost her job, so it's cheaper to live in the country. Yeah, and he already is going to have a practice... But when he shows up, old man, doctor, yeah. freaking whatever. Has a change is. of heart. And he's like, yeah, Dr. I'm not going to retire Metcalf. anymore. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to. Like, yeah, I know I said I was going to tr- give you all my patients, but I'm not going to quit. He's like, yeah, but we talked four months ago. You, we guaranteed this. It's like, yeah, well, whatever. House. I don't want to retire. It's like, if my wife can't change my mind. You can't either. Yeah. So then he walks out like, fuck, what do I do now? And then that's when we meet freaking the, the police officer, the sheriff of the town. Sheriff Parsons, who's just giving him a ticket, being an a hole, mm-hmm. completely straight out, just being like, like hates <clears throat> the city slickers. He's like, I got medical plates. He's like, Oh, you do, you're the new doctor. Well, the school's a school, and he still gives him a ticket. And then that's where we meet we Margaret. Meet. Was her name Margaret? Let me see. Uh, yeah, I think her name was Margaret. Yes, Margaret, who's the one only sweet, person in town, sweet widow in town. Their na- who also happens to be their neighbor, uh, and the doctor's only patient. Yeah, she's the one that's like cool with them and points out to the cop. He's like, I, he's like, you're, he's just a bully. He was a bully in, in fifth grade when I had him and he's still trying to be a bully now. In which it's a reference to one of our recent episodes and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle because the sheriff, they met him. Kumar tells him that. He tells him like, yeah, I bet you were a bully in high school and you were picking all his nerds. We moved on. We got great jobs. We have careers. And now this is the only way you can bully us. And that's how he, that's. 
You were probably the big asshole in your high school, right? Absolutely right. You used to pick so. on guys like us every day, right? With pleasure. And then graduation day came, and we went to college, and you went nowhere. And you thought, hey, how can I still give them shit? Oh, I know, I'll become a cop, right? Well, congratulations, your dream has come true. This character, he's a bully then, growing up, and he's, this is the only way he could still be a bully, by being a cop. So throughout the whole entire film, he's always an a-hole, especially to freaking Jeff Daniels' character, Ross. Throughout the film, in which he plays such a great character of a bully, I, I like like he makes you love to hate the character. So at that point, he reveals to his wife like, "Well, we can't do anything. Like, I'm I'm without a job, but I have one patient." So where are you on your notes? Oh, um, I did write the trope of the mortician eating a sandwich when Manly gets transferred back to town. Always, always, always. Sandwiches. I've never seen that trope actually. Do you know what a trope is, honey? Uh, yeah, it's something that. That somebody creates and then it's used, well, a lot. Okay, you're, that is a very vague description of what a trope is. Something that somebody creates. You could say that the, that's the definition of a puppet. It's that something that somebody creates and they no, use. it's used oh. along m- multiple years. Okay, that's a completely different definition. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I a trope exactly is something that, like, for instance, we'll use it in this film to explain it. Anytime you see a mortician... A cliche. Do you know what a cliche is? Yes. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> For our audience, a trope is... Love. Um, a trope... Well, it's, it's like a... Anytime... A, like a type... I, I just guess, explain it with this film. Kind of like a stereotype. Yes. Like a stereotype, a cliche. Like they're, they're trying to illustrate that a mortician is so unfazed by death that they'll even eat in front of a dead body. And whenever you see a, a mortician in film, they're always eating or TV. Yeah, they're always and it's always almost always a sandwich, like a, a bread product because they they lay it down sometimes even on a body, like in Gone in sixty seconds. Like you know? it's never pudding or yeah. drumstick. You know, banana. another another idea of a trope is that oh, whenever somebody has groceries, it's always in a, a paper, paper bag, bag, and there's a piece like a bread, a bread. roll. That's sticky now. And like a piece, an orange will fall out of it. Yeah. That's a trope. So that, yeah, that's that's a trope. So, mm-hmm. so of course, we see this when we meet the, the mechanic, okay. oh, mechanic, the, morti- the mortician. Yes. Who, his name is Mort. He's yeah. Mort the Mortician. Mort the Mortician. Which, the mortician in Bob's Burgers is also named Mort. I wonder how many no, other Mort right the Morticians are, they are. Roy? Or, or, no, that's his real name. But somebody calls him Mort. Or were they just calling him that as a nickname because he they're was a mortician? Probably. A oh, and they're oh. not. We're not going to pick up your sound, so either you got to get up, babe. Yeah, or or you step out, or don't talk because it, it's not going to pick you up from that right there. You need to sit. Too low, baby. Yeah. Sorry. Ron. Okay, so this movie is a lot of practical effects um, and live arachnoids. The practical giant arachnoid. Um, was really terrible in its movements. It was not fluid or believable. Um, it did not move its legs in an organic manner, uh, which helps to remove some of the fear for us uh, arachnophobes. What are you talking about? You guys screamed like there was a legit arachnophobe. When it arach- jumps! <laughs> because that's scary. Yeah. Or if it just drops from the ceiling. That's what jumping means. No, it didn't jump. It just drops. Okay, same difference. It's it's on. It's yeah. coming at you. It's flying. It's mid air. It's getting some yes. air. Okay. Yes. Okay, tomato, yes. tomatoes. 
Um, one thing that I'm curious about is that I wish, like, because I have the DVD, but I don't think mine has, like, many special features. I think it only has, like, the trailer and that's it. Yeah. Like, and I wish they had a special feature edition where they have, like, the casting, you know, videos for it. Because I want to know if uh, having the ability to tolerate an arachnid presence was a mandatory requirement in casting these actors. Because some of these actors had to have the arachnoid presence on their person. Like, the, like like the, 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 the wife, Molly, she picks one up. Yeah. You can, or you the girl showering. me. The girl showering has it going. Well, yes, it goes. It's on her face, face and, and then on her chest. Uh, See, the chest could have been anybody. That could have been a body but double. Yeah, on her face. That was her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, nope. You cannot pay me enough. Nope. Seriously. Nope. nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so there's just certain. That's moments. like fear factor stuff for me. Like no. Nope. I mean, even even Jeff Daniels at certain points has the spiders go on his face and he swipes them off. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I was thinking Goodman. <laughs> yes, you're right. No, because there's a few Daniels, times where it jumps yes. on him and stuff, and he's like, ah, nope, burr, burr. nope. Mm-mm. you know. So, so there's there's moments like that. Besides that, uh, when the arachnoid enters their barn after it has escaped the mortician's home, it takes off and mm-hmm. it goes to the barn. Yes, and to, that's where to it Ross's makes. house. So yeah, Ross's house, and that's where. And they it use makes. like a forced perspective when that she- in that scene because you you see more so their silhouettes, and one silhouette is much larger than the other. Yeah, but they're like you know putting their little their cuddling and whatnot, and then that's where it begins because yes. at that point, once they mate and they create this hybrid species, the soldiers it starts going out, and mm-hmm. then that's when first. Ross's first patient, the old lady, Margaret. She gets she's the there, first there's a jump scare where she's right there with her cat. It comes out of the lampshade. Yeah, when she's about. I, to- I've seen this movie countless times, and it doesn't matter. I will scream every single time. I know this movie by heart. I know when it's going to happen, and it still freaks me out because I'll even close my eyes, but I already know what's happening, and the thought of one touching me, like. Like, it, it's why I scream every time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the same fear as when you're watching Jaws and when the shark comes up, you lift your feet a little. Like, you, it's about to grab your feet. No. Okay, shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but it's, it's, the same, it's the same fear. So, for me, it's like I'm envisioning it touching me, which is why it freaks me out so much. Yeah. Oh, well, we forgot the, how it got to the barn. There's this cool little scene where it starts chasing a dog and then a cat. And once it goes outside of the mortuary, a crow crow picks it up. And once it goes back to where the barn is, it gets bit in the sky and it falls straight down. And then that's when it decides to crawl into the barn. So that's how it travels from point A to point B. And um, yeah, so when this lady gets bit... They're like, oh shit! Like your only patient. Like great. Now I don't have a patient. But it's like you, you're the one that saw her, and you, you took her off some meds. Like why'd you do that? And like I want to have an autopsy because she was healthy. It's like nah, you're big city folk. We don't do that. He's like type I'm of- her doctor. He's like yeah, well I was her doctor for forty years. Like they're calling dibs. Yeah. Your corpse. Yeah, and he's like, no, you're not gonna do that. Oh, you turn over to grave if you were to burn it, So they're just being an asshole at that point. So then he's like, well, there's nothing else I can do. I'm going to do my my cellar. And when he starts doing it, there's a the, he realizes, like, oh, shit, like, my wood's really bad. Shooting he them. assumes it's termites because yeah. he's when he's building his wine cellar out of the basement, he has this cool-looking nail gun, and he's just shooting these nails straight into the floor. And I'm like, that is, he is a, he is a medical doctor. 
How is he just carelessly shooting nails up into the house, and one of them nearly gets his wife in the foot? In the foot. See, but the thing that is, tetanus. But the thing is, well, he runs upstairs and goes, "I could have killed you guys." Like what? He's like, "Holy crap!" Like because he only shot two, realizing, "Man, this wood's bad." But because of that. It's how we're introduced to, to John, John Goodman's Goodman. character. Delbert. Yeah. Well, McClintock. Yeah, well, it's Dilbert, but then... Delbert. It's spelled Delbert. His name's Delbert. No, but only one person calls him Delbert. His mama named Clay? I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so he shows up, and he's like, it ain't Terminites. Uh, terminites. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's just making up a word. <laughs> It's not termites. It's bad wood. Bad wood. So get good wood. He's like the worst. He is, he is Dale Gribble before Dale Gribble existed. Yeah. Like he's the worst exterminator. Like he's like oh I, there's there, there's nothing here. I don't sense anything. Like he's like got head like this headset on with like a prong shoving it into the wood. Like somehow he's gonna hear them singing. Be like those fuckers are here. <laughs> you the, you know what it reminds me of? Work. Mouse hunt. Christopher Walken's character, he was the same way. He's like, hold on. And he goes like this, and he's all listening with stuff. He's like, you have mice. He's like, he's good. And he does the same thing. And he eats a little poop and all this and that. I don't and, remember that. Yeah, he does all That's this gross. craziness. So it's like, maybe it, could that be a trope of exterminators? I don't know. They're but John dumb. Goodman comes clueless. into it. So we're introduced so that they have the town exterminator. Well, I'll just call him Delbert Gribble. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, okay, so we, we obviously lost one person. And then we're introduced to this, like, a family that lives close by. They have a party. They go and blah, blah, blah. Well, the second victim is um, the high school, the, the football player. Yes. But one thing that I noticed that I never paid attention to before is, you know, they bring him in to give all the kids their sports physical. Oh, yeah. I wanted players, to bring this up. And we don't see his hands. You know, for obvious reasons, but we don't see him like you know put on the plastic glove like you see in other movies where it's uh-huh. like you see the you hear them like with the little like 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 when they pull on it like a rubber band you you can hear yeah the slap the like, slap on yeah the glove we don't we don't have that scene here like you do in most you know scenes where you a doctor does that but you he's going around grabbing the guy's junk checking for hernia one after the other. With no pauses in between, I'm like, is he changing his gloves really fast in between touching He's touching each guy, sack. or is he bare, or is he raw dogging it? <laughs> <laughs> Which either way, he's still cross contaminating all the dude's nuts. <laughs> like, like if I, if I was one of those guys, I'd be like, hey doc, you want to put on some hand sanitizer first? <laughs> like this guy next to me, his balls smell. You about to touch my balls? With his, has he got ball hands? It must be the last guy he examined, and the first guy he examined had herpes. He just gave everyone herpes. <laughs> you know, the one that was first is the best one, right? Because he see, he grabbed them with clean hands. Clean hands. <laughs> and you being the the last one, the sixth, the sixteenth, he's like sometimes it's better to be the first one, not in Squid Games, but here, you know, he was the first. <laughs> and the last and uh, when i was a kid though i never knew what the hell was going on that's the thing like when i why might remind me, me about neither this i think that's why as watching it and i like paying attention to it as an adult and understanding what was happening is when i it like hit me that like that he is not changing gloves or washing hands well see, that is nasty i thought that was their way of because i knew they didn't like this guy in town like uh-huh. this new doctor, this this city folk, like they didn't like him, right? So I thought it was their way of being assholes. These 
these these freaking making him football. touch boys nuts. No, <laughs> I didn't even know he was touching nuts. I lit. <laughs> I knew he was looking at their junks. I didn't know he was grabbing. Did you think that was hazing? <laughs> like whenever new people come into town, you're <laughs> like, hey, you come here, come look at all our son's nuts. Damn city slicker. <laughs> you take that. <laughs> like how much bigger we are in comparison. Take a good look. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my head and cough. <laughs> well, uh, no lie, not not the hazing, but I thought that was their way of being assholes. Was every time he stepped in front of them was to turn away and cough. Like I didn't like know that was an insult. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that whenever I'm mad at you from now, and I'm just gonna turn my head and. Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I never knew that's what it was, that he was grabbing their sack. <laughs> I mean, you know, it uh, yeah, it was just something that always, like, was weird to me. But, yeah, all right, go on. Okay, so the football kid, the one of the... One Puts of, the helmet. The noid goes into the helmet, uh, bites the kid, and the kid, like, instantly dies, which I thought was odd. Because if, there seems to be a lot of inconsistencies with how the toxin affects victims from victim to victim. Yes. Because... Um, the first victim, which is Manly, like he was like he felt it, like and he looked like he was in pain, like he was like, like he was, gr- to he was grinning, he was grinning his te- like grinding his teeth, like he was like you know he 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 went painfully. It was quick, but it was painful. He couldn't talk or he anything. He couldn't talk. Yeah, where um, the old lady Margaret, she put up put up a struck a struggle. And, like, she, like, tossed stuff around the house. Like, she obviously, like, it was... And, um... She even tried to Dr. call. Dr. Ross said she had... Com- that she had almost bitten her tongue clean off. And that she had signs of convulsions. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was seizuring. And then the old man, when he got bit, he was, like, fully conscious and aware. And she's, like... And he tells his wife, like, oh, I'm, ha- I'm having a seizure. Call the doctor. Call an ambulance. Like, he's able to... Express he basically diagnosed diagnosed himself at that moment. This is everything that's happened to me, and yeah, and even he said, "Call Manly." Mm-hmm. So call him call Manly. Like, why would he call the sheriff? No, not Manly. Ross. <laughs> no, Manly was a photographer. Manly is a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, he wasn't the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the wife is like, this motherfucker is dying. Tell me, call him. <laughs> call him. The, call Manly. What Take a picture f- of my toe. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, so. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe the effects of the spider bite has to be how old you are, if you have any disease, what your blood type is. Well, shouldn't it? Shouldn't the younger people have a better chance at the toxin? Because the young kid, it bit him, and he immediately like he was just gone. Like, he was <laughs> that gone. Was it. Yeah, he was just gone. Yeah, no, well, actually, no. Actually, when it bit him, you he did. Uh, he made that noise. Yeah, he, but he bit no his point. mouth guard, and he just but he was out. Yeah, was and gone. then they tackled him, but at no point was he like like you know. Yeah, I was expecting convulsions. I, like he was literally laying still, nothing yeah. at all. He was dead, like no movement. And then Mimi and the mortician, when they got bit, they were they were still posed, you know, with the popcorn bowl in front of them, like Like nothing. Died instantly. Yeah, their eyes were still open. They still looked like they were. Here's here's how you. One bite and they're gone. Yeah, here's how you know there was. They died like the the football kid. The bowl 
that was on was... their lap was still there filled with popcorn. Uh-huh. Don't you think it would have been on the floor in a mess? The blanket was still over their legs? Uh-huh. Like, so they just died like, uh, all right. And then how would they both die? If we're sitting next to each other and the spider bites you, I'm be like, oh, Don't put yeah. your stupid face at my hands. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Like, like <laughs> one of us is going to get up be like, oh, shit. I'm not going to be like, what's wrong? Oh, okay. I'll just continue watching uh, Facts of Life. No, what was this? Super Fort? No, I... Maybe it's super- a Super Fort. <laughs> no. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. What? Well, you know how at the end there's multiple spiders? Yes. What if one had already been in the house and then the new one that came in after the Oh, so hit? the one, when she grabbed the popcorn, there was another one that probably came down and bit him or maybe a back of the couch. Because one yeah. came out of his nose. That's true. Yes. Yes. So she went like this and it went in her mouth and bit her in her mouth. Where, ah! Sorry, <laughs> you just slapped yourself. <laughs> oh, that's how real my fear is. Yeah, she'll like smack herself because I don't know. She okay. So we're what, what's left on your note? Okay, the haunted doll. Oh yeah, what the hell? The girl having a sleepover. A yeah, uh, the little girl. She's having a sleepover at Bunny's house. Yeah, and um, they're like scaring each other, seeing the itsy bitsy spider, and they have this play doll, and it's one of those that you know opens and closes its eyes, depending as, on no position. Oh, it doesn't say, say mama. mama, but it's one You're of those so, to best to explain to the audience. It's a vintage type doll that yeah. opens and closes its eyes if it's sitting straight up or laying down. So they lay it down, its eyes are closed, and as the arachnoid is coming down on its web, it starts to open its eyes. I'm like, okay, that's scary too. Or is no one going to address the scary doll that's opening his eyes and staring at the arachnoid like it's alive? Maybe it's a Toy Story style doll and it's trying to protect the kids. That's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb, yet a ghost doll is more reasonable or, or logical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> How? This all fiction. <laughs> You're telling me the spider's going to mate with some random house spider and then we're going to have these crazy spiders? Yes. What does this have to do with you not knowing the difference between dolls? What do you mean? I don't know. So that doll was creepy and we never, we never talk about why. Because um, they don't see it. That's why it's evil. It is evil. I think the ha- the house is cursed, and that's why the well the kids get away. They do. They smash it. Unscathed. Though I I I I read that what they would do is with the book they kind of hollowed out a certain thing and made the floor soft. Likewise with John Goodman's boot, they actually hollowed it out. Pinky swear. I pinky swear. So that because they made sure no spiders were harmed whatsoever. Why? That's dumb. They didn't because they didn't want to. They actually had a wrangler on the set. Yeah. Ton of spiders in this whole little holding place or arachnoids. So yeah, so when John Goodman steps on on the arachnoid, he puts on, but it doesn't smash it. Likewise with the book. So when they drop the book and they step on the book, necessary casualties. No, well they art. didn't, you know. So uh, yeah, but disgusting. But anyways, they, you you told me, which I did not know, that they brought them in from Australia. No, I didn't say that. I yes, said you did. Oh, New Zealand. Is that No, you said Australia because I then, never said Australia. Yes, you did. You because then I said, well, I don't care how how sexy the men are in Australia, I'll never go. You said no, New because Zealand. we brought up uh Jermaine. Uh, uh, it was New Zealand. Cuz I'm like, what if what if uh obeys you went in Omay thing, you have to go to New Zealand, you know, like I don't give I'm not going. You said Australia. I never said Australia. No, he said New Zealand. Then why yeah, would I even, talk about Australian men? 
I didn't hear you say look. It's like I don't care a how many harvest species work. from New Zealand that was provided by Landcare Research in Auckland. Despite their fierce appearance by what'd you say? This is right there. By Landcare in Auckland. Auckland. Okay. Despite their fierce appearance, this spider is docile member <sighs> of the crab spider family as in fact harmless As is. Yeah, in fact harmless to humans. I don't believe it. New Zealand. Whatever. Alright, so They're go still on. terrifying and ugly and I hate them. Yeah. Kill them with fire. And um so, so the we all right. The doctor's already dead. No, we just brought him up because of how they die based on the football player. Well, that's the next one to go, right? Uh, for, after the football player is the doctor. Yeah. After the doctor, it's Mimi and Mark. See, but what helps because Ross is always saying like, "Dude, this this something's up." And look, I I, I I'm like, I want to get a toxicology report. Like, I want to do an autopsy and this this stupid old doctor. And the other one, they won't allow it. Mm-hmm. Well, the moment the doctor dies is when you you see this guy. I don't know who he is. I'm like, I don't know if he's a mayor. He has a bolo tie. He shows up. So that means he's important. Yeah, he's important. Only important people wear bolo ties. Exactly. He shows up to help Ross. At that point, he's like, his wife said she saw a spider. And they look at the bite. And the bite doesn't look normal. It looks like, like it's a big-ass bump. So it's like, he allows... The autopsy. That's when they find out there's toxins in the blood. A, a, a level of toxins. They're like, it's like either he was poisoned or it could have been a spider bite. At that point. They exhume the bodies. Yes. Have them tested. And then that's when the. But here's another uh, continuity error. Okay. When they exhume the bodies and we see Margaret. She's been dead for a couple days. Okay. And mind you, she's most likely have also. I, I don't know. Like when, when, when Manly came back from Venezuela, he looked like he was sucked dry. Yeah. Margaret still looked completely gorgeous. Like she had just, you know, her skin taken tone a nap. still looked good. Yes. And yet she was already buried. Mm-hmm. Whereas to the doctor, look. As I was saying it out loud, I heard the error in what I was thinking. What do you mean? Manly, um, the, the guy with glasses, the lackey that was sent by the, by the scientist, he says that the arachnoid that was in with Manly was likely feeding on him the yeah, entire time they were traveling in, which was why because he said they're like little vampires so that's why margaret didn't look like that but because <clears throat> margaret only got bit no i didn't know that's what you're referring to yes. i thought because the doctor when they when they're looking at him he looks pale and white and shriveled and yet he the, maybe the it's margaret, in her contract that she needs to look good at all times Probably, because she still looks skin toned and all of this and that. So that's when they find out, okay, this is legit. Like, we need to call an expert. So they call in an expert, the guy, the, uh, the ecologist that's he sends or whatever. In the, the lackey. Yeah, and then he's like, I ain't going to go to this shit. Send my, my assistant lackey. Mm-hmm. He shows up, and they're like, yeah, this looks like it could be. And when they finally go, like, let's just go check out the house. Maybe we could find a spider. They end up finding the spider. You get one dead, dead spider. One. And then another one that hops out, another jump scare. And they look scare. at it, and it's got no sex organs. So that's when they determine that this is like a drone, and uh, the next that um, more than likely there's going to be the next batch of offspring. These are the deadly be, ones. No, not the 
Well, they're all deadly. They're all deadly. But these are going to be the reproducing ones. Yes. So these are the going to be like these are the ones that are going to create a, a basically a pandemic of arachnoids. Yeah, because these are like the other ones. They're soldiers. They're just yeah. going out and they have a checking out, seeing what the hell's going on. Let's try to kill things around. But they die. They don't have a lot like a fly. They they quickly die like a, a lifespan. So when they figure all this shit out, they're like, we need to find this nest. Let's go. So they all separate, and then they do a whole plant and payoff moment. Where earlier when his when you know the doctor dies, guess what? He's gonna have all these patients. The wife puts up all these frames that she took of the barn, mm-hmm. the big massive web. So that uh, the, scientist, the scientist recognizes the picture of the web. Where is this? It's your Daniel's place. Jennings bought it. Take me there. And then that's when he figures out like, oh, where's a map? Okay, this person died here, 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 and it creates a circle. Like, what's in the middle? Mm-hmm. It was his barns. So that's when we realized, shit, the whole goddamn time. More than one nest. No, there's just that one. Hey, what, what was it that Atherton said? They radiated out from a central nest. Yeah. Delbert, you got a map of this town? Thinking about buying here? Yeah, come on, just get a map, please. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here. Mm-hmm. The Kendall's. Kendall's house. Yeah. Mark that down on there. Alrighty. And uh, the old guy, the doctor? Uh, Metcalf. Metcalf? Football kid uh, died on the football field behind the high school. That's uh, right here. Uh, this is fun. Uh, I found one at Beachwood. Um, the old lady. What was her name? The first Margaret. Lady? Yeah. Is that all of them? Yeah, that's it. Now this here in the center, that's a mortuary, right? No, that's a house. Well, who the hell lives there? I do. And at that point, Jeff Daniels tries to get his family, and this is like the whole climax of the scene because it's like, yep. To know that this man, like, the main fight scene, the boss scene, you don't even know that this movie's gonna have a battle. A fight scene with, like, a boss, you could say. And it, it's a, it's a two spiders. You got the, the, the first, the mini boss, mm-hmm. and then the the head honcho. And, yeah, like, all these... I yeah, remember Bowser as a, and then Koopa. As a kid, man, that scene always used to scare me. Especially the scene where he's getting the family out the bathroom window. Yep. And, and then it's they, like the whole row of them. Like, they're, like, synchronized. They're all coming down, and he's like, ah. And I've uh-uh. had dreams where, like, that happens in my dream where they're coming down, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like You have no idea how many times that's happened to me in real life. Not with a row of them, but with a single one where I'm sitting or laying down on a couch or something, and there's one above me cascading down like that. You have no idea how many times that's well, happened Well, you, you should tell what happened the day when I was sitting here on the couch with Remy. So, um... We live in an old house that's on an elevated foundation, and there's a, we have a strong arachnoid presence uh, outside of our house and occasionally inside our house. So we're always, like, leaving, like, sticky traps all over the place, you know, underneath furniture to, you know, try to cap, you know, keep this under control and not get, you know, anyone around. So uh, Santos is sitting on the couch with the baby and, like, just, like, two to three inches away from his head on the curtain is this huge black widow. And the moment I see it, like I kind of freeze a bit and I just tell him, get, get up now. And he's like, what, why? And I'm just like, get up now. Like, that's all I can say. Like I'm in set, like I'm, I'm I'm like, I'm like frozen with fear that all I could tell him is to get up. So the moment he gets up and he looks behind and he sees it, he's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, if he would have, like, reached his arm back or stretched or even, like, you know, stretched his head back, 
It would it, like it would have got on. And me. what was worst is that our our son Remy loves always like reaching and pulling on stuff and behind me, especially when I'm sitting on this couch. He but he just happened to be on your right shoulder and not on your left, where the arachnoid. And was. him being the age he is, if that black widow would have bit him, forget it. Could, it. it there's no telling what might have yeah. happened. But we got it out, and it was just a scary moment with an arachnoid. We and it. to finish off this this film, you know, Owen passed out. By the yeah. way, yeah, he's asleep. <laughs> he's out. Um, that's why you haven't heard him for a while. Is this whole battle sequence when he falls because he easily falls to the basement when he when the when all the because arachnoids the bad wood. because yeah the bad wood and at that point he realizes oh musty smiley because that's when they mention. We're, like what? What kind of habitat would they be in? He's like, oh, it would be dark, moist, yeah, musty, he's like, smelling. He's like, your basic uh, arachnoid, you know, nest would be better, better, better. Because I, I love John Goodman. I'm telling you, his I character is great, and the way he talks and stuff like I that. I don't think John Goodman's ever made a bad movie. What? Because you said John Goodman is great, and I said, yeah, I don't think John Goodman's well, ever done a bad movie. He, he's been His characters in, are great. He's been in some... Well, you could say, regardless of the film, he's always great. He is. You know, because I know he was in one that was that didn't do well. I know it was like with George Clooney and Bill Murray. It was like Monuments Man or something like that. But I know that Monument Man? Something like that. I know that movie didn't really do well. I've never heard But of. John Goodman always does well in like stuff that he's in. Like another film that was considered a flop at the time in which it's you know, I know you love it. Oh, Brother Wartha? Yes. That movie I love but him. the album was a massive hit and I mm-hmm. I believe it developed a cult following as time went on. But when it was first released, no one cared. But they love the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, John Goodman, he he's he's great. He's like he's, he's a good he's, man. He's, he's yeah, he's always great. In, I mean, King Ralph, that wasn't that didn't do well either. But he 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 was good in it. But the movie itself didn't do that well, you know. And that was I think his first like starring like main starring role. Um, but yeah, and you know him being in Roseanne for all those years, and he's in it now. But it's called Connors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but at this point he battles a freaking two spiders. And it's really cool the way he does it. Because the first one you think, oh, he kills it, like, right away. But then the other one, he's literally fighting this giant spider where it, like, tries to crawl on him and he flicks it. Like, he's trying to, like, kill it with a blowtorch, like, that he creates. And in the end, he he uses that nail gun when it jumps and then he shoots it and Mm -hmm. it, bah, and it kills the nest. And it's, like, really cool. And at the end of it, John Goodman comes out all super, like... He's like, all right, ready to pull him out of the house and start, you know, sprays everything, kills everything. And that's it. And they at that point, they're like, F this. We're going back to San Francisco. And they they give us a little thing like, oh, we're away from whatever can harm us. Nope. They're in a place where there's earthquakes and they kind of do the little earthquake. I'll take an earthquake over arachnoids. Oh, hell yeah. Like an earthquake or a house filled with arachnoids the way that movie plays out at the end. Nope. Nope, not at all. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So this was our special family edition of our first Halloween film for the season. 
ar- arachnophobia. Something you can watch with a family. You can. There's nothing sexy in it. No. And Except for the lady in the shower scene. Yeah, but even but then... But you don't even see her boobies. No, you don't. Um, you, I know it goes down her chest, but you get a little bit of the cleavage. You get, like, her under boob. Yeah, but it's, it's not done in a sexual way. Because you're more focused on the fact that, holy crap, this spider's going to bite her. In which, again, going back to John Goodman, he's a terrible freaking... Uh, exterminator because the spider's <laughs> under the goddamn toilet and he's like there's no spider here but if there is i will kill there the is spider. no arachnoid presence yeah. and but he's like reaches his hand under there like it's there the whole time like come on yeah like he he just... looked for that spider like owen looks for anything that i ask him for in the house <laughs> like owen go bring my glass of water it's on the dining table like uh, there is no water presence at this table no what he'll do is he'll go into the kitchen and Come bring back. you something else? Like, I couldn't find it. What did you ask me to look for? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know you couldn't find it? You didn't know what I sent you for. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, there we go. Alright, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you Song of the Week. Since this was a family episode and for this album. Uh, this band has pretty much had been have done albums for like kids, kid songs. Um... The way I saw and heard this song first was through, um, um, was watching Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures growing up, it was on Fox and they would do this special episode where they did music videos using original songs. Well, did they do the one Istanbul of the so- song? Yes, they did. It's my favorite, like one of my favorite songs. So for this song of the week, I'm going to give you, it's off the album Flood by the band they might be giants, and um, the song that I'm going to give you is Istanbul, not Constantinople. Uh, obviously, it's a cover version because they didn't originally do the song, but their version is freaking amazing. And there's two music videos you could say because there's their their music video that's done very cool, like almost animated with a little bit of cool stuff, like you know, going on. And at the same, it's like it's very like cool Liquid Television early MTV days. But then you also have the second video that you could say that Tiny Toon Adventures did where it's Plucky Duck and Hampton. And then, you know, at even at one point, there's a, a there's a scene where they make them look like the band members because there's only two members in the band. Okay. So, yeah. So that's the song of the week that I'm going to give you. The, the album was released in 1990. So I wanted to give you a 1990 album. And this cool. album was released in 1990. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. Song of the week. Um they might be giants album was flood so all right so other than that uh make sure to visit you know estanza uh coffee the estanza.com if you order a coffee make sure you use promo code 88 mph and you'll get yourself uh a percentage off i can't remember it's either 10 or, or 20 I, I i can't remember but if you do purchase you'll get a discount yeah you'll get a discount but what i'm trying to say is that You'll help the show. You you know, as they say, you'll keep the lights on on the show. So once again, thanks for tuning in. We'll, you know, Freddie will return. But for now, this episode was a special bonus family edition episode of Arachnophobia. And enjoy those Halloween days coming up or whatever. I don't know. All right. Well, it's been fun here talking about arachnoids, uh, laughing as much as possible. But I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you and they in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul. New Amsterdam Why they changed it I can't say You just liked it better that way Istanbul is Constantinople Now it's Istanbul and Constantinople Been a long time gone and Constantinople Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.